Hello and welcome back to the Butt Pie Podcast. I am your host, Oliver, and today I am joined with, I think it's best to call you under a new name now, a, a co-host, Jack. Co-host me, indeed. Hold on. Yeah, how are you, mate? I'm all right. I mean, I've just recently moved into the living room for this setup, so I think I'm... I'm all right. I can actually use my microphone, my professional microphone, I should say. It's not an ASMR channel here now, is it? <laughs> <laughs> it's not, but it's just good to finally use this thing. Yeah, of course. I mean, I'm currently recording this uh, at my girlfriend's house, recording my PC. So thankfully, Jack's recording and sending it me to edit. But um, yeah, I don't think there'll be many TikToks because I'm currently just sat that sat here in the Zoom call with Jack with my face covering majority of the screen. But um, without further ado, we'll just get straight into the podcast because I think the only positive speak, positive talk that we've had isn't about the football. It's just about our daily lives at the moment. So unfortunately, we're going to have to delve into some negativity once again on the Butterfly podcast. Are you ready? Yeah, unbelievable. So, I'm ready. Um, let's not beat around the bush here. Let's go straight on to the topic of the Blackpool match. Half 12 kickoff on Saturday. I I went in there optimistic to get a result at Bloomfield Road. I'm not sure how you felt. I, I predicted a 1-0 win and it was far from it. There were six goals in the match uh, come the final whistle, but what what were your feelings going into the match? Did you were you optimistic, Jack? Were you could you kind I, of see this coming? It is what my real question should be. I mean, I predicted a draw, so I was never expecting us to, you know, perform like that. But um, the thing is, with I don't know, it's just. When they got beat on Wednesday night, I was more confident because it was like, okay, they might be missing Gary Medine. And then it turns out he was in the lineup. And, um, you know, I just thought we had a significantly better chance of winning. So I changed my prediction more to like a 1 0. Actually, I think I said 2 0. I said 2 0 to someone. But the thing is, we started off well, didn't we? We really did start. I, I thought I thought we controlled the majority of the game. It was the last twenty minutes where we just absolutely crumbled under pressure. Absolutely, and it's it's just shocking to see. It, I could not believe what I was witnessing. I thought Blackpool really did. You know, they, they took their chances. To be fair to them, really, so we got to give them credit there. But as hard as it is to give credit. You know, it just seemed we were wasteful, is the word that comes yeah. to mind. Wasteful. We were. Two goals from uh, 18 shots, one being a penalty, which was very well taken by Whiteman. And mm-hmm. I felt that, like that should have been the turning point. I thought, you know, we've scored now, we've equalised, the momentum's with us, but we never really capitalised on it. So, I... I just couldn't see it. I felt like we just controlled the game. We got into half-time, you know, we were the more confident. We were right up for it. Came out for the second half, and the turning point is exactly when Greg Cunningham leaves the pitch and Bambo Diaby comes on. And... Holy uh, hell. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm not one for singling out players, and it'd be wrong for me to do so, but I, felt, I feel like Bambo Diaby isn't up to the level that is expected, especially in the derby. I think that's fair to say. Um, he's not played much. The majority of the time he's been playing in the Central League, obviously building back up fitness. And going into a massive game against Blackpool and seeing, you know, we've got to have more options than just bringing Bambo Diaby off the bench. But, like, our squad, you look at it now, how thin it is. Because... For me, and this is nothing against Bambo Diaby, but he should not be, you know, coming on in a game of this magnitude, no matter as a substitute, because he's not had time to, you know, 
he's not had first team football in ages. Yeah, I know he got chucked in the deep end again against Bristol City, and he was poor then. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we're we're, chuck, we're chucking him in in probably the biggest game of the season. We've chucked him in the last, you know, 20, 25 minutes to stick him up against Jerry Yates, who's in the form of his life, to be fair to the lad. And the third, the third goal's the one that gets me angry the most because I don't understand how Bambo Diaby can still be on his back. He's on his ankles, his feet. You know, Jerry Yates on his toes, he just run, he get, gets in front of Bamba Diaby and, you know, flicks it past Woodman, who had no chance. But he's just thinking, you're, so, you're just being so flat-footed and so heavy-footed that you're just standing there and just anticipating this cross to not go to Jerry Yates. And he, it's just terrible defending. Well, gone to him, hasn't it? So... The thing is, about Diaby is that what annoys me so much is that he started off so well for the club. You know, he was really, really good against Bournemouth last season. And I know, like, you know, last season is last season. But um, I just thought, you know, maybe there is some quality there about him. There is something about him. But I saw against Stoke that he was just not good enough. The guy, the guy makes good recovery runs, but the thing is he can't defend. So is it re- actually a recovery run? It's actually more of a run. It's really a run. Really. He got back. He tracked back, but he can't defend. He didn't put a foot in against, was it Tyrese Campbell? Yeah. yeah. He showed, him onto his, he showed him onto his strongest foot. Showed him onto his strongest foot. And just, you know, if that was like Liam Lindsay, I don't think that happens, you know. You know, I don't think we concede those goals if it was Liam Lindsay. But um, when he came on against Blackpool, I thought, yeah, I'll be honest, right? I thought game over. I thought it was game over. I, I, I have well, no, confi- I've no, I've no confidence in him. Now I- that that's a strong thing to say, and I'll agree with you here. I lost confidence, but the one thing that I did notice is that Freddie Woodman. And I'm not sure who I think it was Jordan Story seemed quite concerned when he was coming on the pitch, you know, talking to each other how how we're going to deal with it and stuff. And Liam Lindsay, because did Bamba go to a cent to the central centre? I couldn't tell you. I couldn't tell you honestly. I couldn't tell you because it it honestly seemed like Lindsay was central and then he was, and then it kept changing. And then and then I saw then it became very apparent that Bamba was central. And then Lindsay went on to the left because obviously he's left footed, I think. Yeah. He's left footed. And it was just like, oh God, he's not a very, I don't think he's very good centrally. But the thing is, I do feel sorry for him. I do feel really sorry for him because he's obviously, like he's he's done so much for the community. Like he's done so much community work for the club. He's a very nice person. He's a very good person, very kind hearted. On the pitch, he's just let himself down. He's let the club down, and he's let the fans down. But and you know, and I don't, and I don't wish for him to you know crawl up into a ball and you know not play for the club again. I'd rather him try and respond, respond to it, and improve. You know, I want that for him, but I just don't feel any confidence in him at the moment because it's just so. I don't know how to describe it. It's just, yeah. He, yeah. I just don't think he has the materials to play no. in the championship. He's very raw, and he's clearly got some ability there. But there he's is just some been ability. chucked into. Yeah, he's been chucked in the deep end again, and I. Although he has to, like, although the majority of responsibility is on Bambo Diaby, the other responsibility has to lie, you know, above. Because why is Bambo mm-hmm. Diaby? Coming on the pitch for me, for me, he's not ready for championship football. And I, I mean, know, I'd, say, I'd say he, I'd say he is. I just don't think. Oh, not for me. I just don't. I, I just don't think he's for. I don't think he's ready for like where we want to go, where we, we, where we are at the minute, and okay, where we want yeah. to go. He's not ready for that. I think he might go. I think he might do all right for someone 
lower down the championship, but I don't think he I don't think he's quite what we need, which is kind of annoying because he did start off very well for us. And I was kind of a big fan of his. You know, he was very physically imposing, he was fast, he got to the he got to people, and you know, he you he, he was very, very solid against Bournemouth. He was very solid against God, who else was it? <laughs> Forgot. You know, last season's a blur to me anyway. But you know, he was actually pretty solid and uh, I so don't thinking know. back to it, thinking back to it, I think he was at fault for the second one as well because Patino was shot. And if I hear that Patino chant one more time, I'm gonna lose. Honestly, do uh, not. <laughs> been in my head all weekend because even yeah. that, even I'm convincing myself I hate this club now. I, I hate hate the shot. I hate you know. I don't I don't like Blackpool. Don't like Blackpool fans. But it, it, I mean, the the tune of it is very good. So fair play to them. In catchy. That aspect, it's catchy. It is catchy. Um, no, because the ball, the, he gets shot, and I'm not sure. I feel like Bambo tries to clear it, and he gets a little, a tiny nick on it, but steers it away from Woodman because Woodman's I, going absolutely batshit crazy when it goes in at the Arby. But I mean, as I said, I, I don't want to single, you know, just Bambo Diaby out because. I want to I know why like, the midfielders aren't going out to him. Why is yeah, no one going I, out to him? Why? I, where, well, where, where's Whiteman there? Where's McCat? Where's someone there? Why is no one going out to him? He's had time and he's got time and space, so he takes a fucking punt. I'm sorry for my language, but how yeah. have we conceded that? No one went yeah, out yeah, to him. That's it's, why it's we conceded. It's, and Woodman could do it, nothing about it, and I felt I felt very very sorry for Woodman that get that game. Very very yeah. sorry. I tell I tell you, you did impress me in the first half a lot. Emil Reese, I thought, I I thought Emil Reese was one of our top players. That game. Yeah, he did fantastically against. Um, I can't pronounce the the centre half of. Was it Ekpetesa? Ekpetesa. Yeah, Yeah, he did very well up against him. I thought Ben Woodburn. Had his best game for the club, so there's small positives yeah. there. But I mean, I think, I, I, think there, I think there are some positives we can take. I think, yeah, but I don't, I, I don't like think it's in hindsight. I feel like in hindsight we didn't actually play that terribly. No, we it's it was just, much just better than last year. It was much better than last year. Yeah, but that shouldn't be the that shouldn't be the level that we should be playing at because last year we were I know. I know, but the thing is, what I'm trying to say is, it wasn't as bad as last year, but I didn't think we played that terribly. I just felt we lacked, I mean, the defence massively let us down, I'd say. But I think attacking-wise, I thought we were excellent. Yeah, we I mean, scored more. I don't understand the comments in, in, in the press by Lowe at the end of it, where he goes, oh, we're just lacking that 20 goals a season striker. Well... And Mill We're lacking strength and depth in almost every position, to be fair. Because I thought it was but, the strongest bench we've had this season. Yeah. Yeah. Because majority of players are fit. You take you, you get a couple of injuries to them. You know, the rest of our squad yes. who, who got left out. Mm. You know, like our squad, if you take out our starting eleven. And maybe two or three other players outside that are bench players. I think we've got one of the weakest squads because what we're probably trying to be is the strength and depth in this squad is, is dire. It is awful. Like, which kind of begs, which kind of beckons to me that I think Ryan Lowe is sort of overachieving with this squad. Well, that's that's a fair statement. To be fair, with me, like. Don't, don't get me wrong, Ryan Lowe's probably got to, he's, well he has to take some responsibility for the performance you know, why has he sent Freddie Woodman up? Apparently you know? that was against apparently that was against his will actually apparently Yeah, but surely, you know, he'd, he'd tell him to get back surely mm. Apparently he did what, try what? to tell him but <sighs> Well, whatever it is, it's a poor decision and, you know, we've lost the game they've, they've picked us off Blackpool, fair play to them. They've, you know, not as much possession as us. We try to control the game, play possession-based football like Ryan Lowe wants. And Blackpool have picked us off and scored scored three goals. And then we sent our keeper forward. They've done us on the counter and scored an empty net. Yeah. So exactly. that, that's that's the way it's gone. And 
in a in a magn in a game of this magnitude, you know, you've got to get it right, and we just didn't. I, I felt. I, I was. I, I did feel. I did feel like the game plan was okay. Don't get me wrong. I just feel like the quality isn't there to play what Rhino wants. I just. I, this kind of, I think, kind of brings it us on to the next point. Really, is that a lot of people, a lot of angry people on Twitter and social media, yeah. asking for low out. Your, I, 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 I'm sorry, but like, yes, low is not entirely blameless, right? I think some he's got uh, some things wrong this season. Like, I think his stubbornness to playing Reese during the whole transfer saga thing was annoying, <laughs> and insisting with Parrot. And he's not showed why he should be the main striker. Um, I think uh, his insistence on playing Brown has not been very. Is like is one of the other things. But then again, that's hot. That's whether I think Brown's a good player or not. Which I don't. I mean, anyway, hit and miss. Hit and miss. Um, the thing is with me with Ryan Lowe is what more can he do with this squad? What more can he do? I mean, I know a few episodes ago I was talking like if we're in this position, you know, near the playoffs, why should you know? I feel I feel like it's a stubbornness that you know the ne- the main negative about Ryan Lowe is, is, is his stubbornness. Is, to is his stubbornness and his lack of tactical, yeah, his his lack his lack of tact. Like he doesn't, it's either his way or no way. And yeah, what, I, I don't believe that. I, I do believe that he needs to adapt to the squad he's got, and I believe he is. In in a sense, you know, I feel like we've we've not been, you know, I don't think we've been entirely like awful. You know, we are we still don't we still dominate the ball. We still create a good a good amount of chances. Just. Um. I just feel like I don't know. It's the overall lack of quality in the squad just does let us down. And I think, yeah. and I think bringing on Bambo Diaby was more of a step. Again, we say this every every week. It's like a statement saying, "Look what I've got to deal with. Look at the depth I've got." And I, I mean, I so I had someone debate with me on Twitter actually, who was like, "Why did I think he said why didn't you bring on Cunningham or something like that?" I was like, "He went off injured." Nice. I was like, nice to know that you clearly watched the game. <laughs> uh, I I tell you what, I'll I'll do an analogy of Ryan Lowe right here. Okay, my my perception of Ryan Lowe is he's a good manager, he's a right manager for PNE, in my opinion. His yeah, stubbornness, be... his stubbornness. Exactly. Yeah, he's not entirely let... blameless. No, no, his stubbornness lets him down in some effect, this squad quality isn't good enough for the way that he wants to play. The way he does want to play would suit PE if we got, I'm talking, you know, four or five other players through the door. If we got I mean, Norton Coffee, if we did get... Uh, this is what I mean. Yeah, wait, these yeah. players. These players we were linked with this summer and, you know, Shabby led to Quintier. nothing. You know, all yeah, these players. Nothing. Well, yeah, all these players. The, the squad in the, the squad depth isn't strong enough to be able to play this the way that he wants to play. The starting eleven. It's good enough to play, to play against. Play against if, if we if we had a full eleven and played the, the way that he wanted to play, say we brought in a new right wing back and we had another striker up top with Emil Reese, and we played the way that Ranelagh wants to play with everyone fit, I think we'll do very well. I reckon mm-hmm. we'll push them for playoffs. However, you know, what one or two of these players gets injured and you're replacing them with I'm I'm gonna say it, you're probably replacing them with League One quality at best. The entire ship falls down and you sink. So mm-hmm, exactly. It Ryan Lowe has to take some blame, he has to take some responsibility and realize that the squad isn't as good as he anticipated. And what he has to do, he has to find a way, because when these players are injured, he needs to find a way to play a different system that will allow these players to not only, you know, do all right, but kind of like rely on the bigger players. 
And I think, I think and... also he needs to proper give Brown players like Brown, DJ, those that have been, you know, the, the more experienced senior players who have been slacking off it this season, a bit of a kick up the ass. Again, part of my language, but then he needs to he needs to proper say to them like. I think because everyone sees it, and I'm sure he sees it. That's why he's dropped Brown. That's yeah. why he's dropped DJ. The more senior players of this squad, the players that have been here the longest, and they are not putting up. They've not. They're not putting up the performance. They're not. They're not showing the standard. What it's like, you know, the standard of being a Preston FM player. Alan Brown is literally the club captain. He's getting dropped. I think he needs yeah. to give them a kick up the ass. Maybe that is why he's dropped them as a message. <laughs> but I f- I'd have a conversation with them. I'd fully have a conversation with them. And I think, well, you well, know, and I think DJ, though, the thing is about DJ, I am a big fan of Daniel Johnson, right? I've, I think he's been a massive servant to us. And same with Alan Brown. I think them two have been brilliant. But I just, I'm so disappointed in seeing them performing the way they are. Because I'm not. I don't, I don't even think DJ's really had a chance really this season. I'm not sure. I, mean, no, I think at the start of the season he didn't really. I mean, he did impress me. He was very hit and miss with me, and then mm. um, I mean, he became very, very frustrating. And then Brown yeah. just kept getting picked, and I'm just like, why? And I'm just, I'm just watching him, and I'm just going, why is this man being picked every week? While I can't, like, I can't when McCann wasn't ever... getting played. Yeah, I can't see any other position that Brown plays in the starting eleven than right wing back when we're looking for a bit more attacking prowess down the right hand side. I even think However, he would have, I think he would have struggled against CJ Hamilton big time. Yeah, no, no, I agree. However, that being said, you know, if we don't bring in a right wing back in January, it's an absolute disgrace. And that's my next point is you brought in Ryan Lowe. You've paid you've You've got rid of Frankie McAvoy. You've brought in Ryan Lowe. We've paid for a manager. We've paid to bring him from Plymouth. We bought him out of his contract and said, you know what, we'll bring you here and we want you to progress us as a club. Mm-hmm. And what they've done is they've said, right, come on, progress us as a club, but we're not going to do anything to help you. You know, we've just paid we we'll yeah, paid for you to like, come from Plymouth. Like we're, we're not going to help you, though. You know, you know, this, you know this system, yeah? Bring it and play it with the current players. Don't bring in, you know, don't don't bring in anyone of your own who you, you know will have to cost a bit of money. You know, no, 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 no. We'll we'll, we'll just do that. Bring up your mate the Stevie. Lack. Bring in that um, Archer lad. You know, yeah, yeah, help. yeah. The lack, the, the lack of plan that you know is Bro. given around the recruitment and academy and what's the fourth or like the lack of planning around the first team as well as the academy from those above Ryan Lowe is staggering. It is like I, I if we if we did a survey, right? If we did a survey Good that idea. says what do you think Preston North End is as a club? Do you think we are a selling club? where we buy cheap, bring these players through and sell them on to balance off the books? Do you think we grow within our own? You know, bring academy players through, sell them on, bring them into the first scene picture? What are we? Because we're none of those. We, we, <laughs> and, and it's every year, every time it comes around to this, every time this, you know, we, we, we've done an episode you know, it, it repeats on itself. This same thing we've gone on for so long without a plan. We, you know, the last time we had a plan was probably under Simon Grayson when we brought in these young players, Alan Brown, Callum Robinson, Daniel Johnson, for uh, Ben Pearson for cheap, built them up, sold them on. Yep, exactly. And I'll even get to a bit of negligence there. You know, we ended up letting Ben Pearson run down his contract. He went for next to nothing when he was a £10 million player in the championship. So negligence in that sense. We've got, you know, God knows how many players out of contract coming in this summer. We've got Liam Lindsay, who's been best player this season out of contract come the summertime, and we've heard nothing on contracts then. You know, the last time I I know North End did something right with contracts was give Emil Reese an extension when he had like two, three years left on his contracts. And I thought, oh, yeah, maybe we've changed a corner. 
Nope. No, we haven't. Um, we've got no plan whatsoever. You know, Ben Woodburn's probably a, Ben Woodburn and Freddie Woodman are probably a two all right signings this summer. You know, what, what 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 is this? What is this? Three out of five. If I get three out of five right, I've done well by Peter. Like, it, you should be aiming for five out of five. It's a bad mentality to have. You know, why, why would you? Four why out of five in a minute. Four out of five minimum. But five out of five is the like it's that's be all and end all for me. Yeah, yeah. Why, why why are we aiming for three out of five? And admitting, like, why? Why? That, might, you know, you, you're bringing fine. in two players who you don't need. Like, we slammed Bamo Diaby on a two-year deal because he did all right come the last end of the season. And we've needed we need <laughs> we need four players. I'm repeating myself. We need four players. Ended up with two, and then come the end of it, Ryan Lowe <laughs> said he was all right, he was happy, and he didn't want to bring in anyone that didn't fit P and E. There was clearly players out there. That fit what we needed and fit P and E because we got linked to about fifteen, and we haven't had the pull to bring them in. Now I'm not sure whether that's the player, the club, or what's and forth. You know, we, maybe we've, you know, gone in with an offer, lowballed them with that, and then gone. The players come back and said, "Nah, I don't know." You know, Ethan Laird's gone to QPR. Norton Coffey's gone to Rotherham, and they're on loans. So we probably lowballed, you know, the Premier League clubs for loan players. And another thing is these loan. Yeah, it's fine to rely on loanees now and then, maybe two or three players. But we are stat like we we used to never rely on loans. And then you know, under Neil, you know, didn't we bring in seven loanees in January, and we had we to turn two in. of them into permanent. Yeah, we had, we brought in Set Greg. Uh, we, we turned Greg and Ched from loans into permanence out of that. Mm. So seven loans in January to try and fix the cracks. Yeah. What is going on? That's like putting a plaster over a broken leg. <laughs> no, it, it is. Yeah, the thing like, is, the thing is, though, you know, it's kind of mad, right? Because we were on the, you know, obviously we had Ben from the Sporters Collective on last week, and. We're basically regurgitating the same points every week. I've said this for the past two, three, four episodes, I think. We're starting to sound like broken records at this point. We are, man. We are. <laughs> it's, it's anyway, like... anyway, like something needs to change. There needs to be fans need to demand a plan from, you know, what this club is because, you know, you can. <laughs> I've spoken to many fans come this weekend. And Boy, lo- they, they are losing motivation right. to go on deep bill. Oh, I think so, I, I think I said to you or in a chat with you in it that I'm starting to feel a little disillusioned as a North End fan at the minute. Yeah, yeah, I've been feeling disillusioned for quite like a year or two now. There's just so much toxicity at this club. I try to get myself like hyped up. You know to support this club, but I mean, I I, st- I am a first and foremost personal fan fan, but it's like, you know, when I get to weekend, I think, yeah, I have a season ticket, but I could be doing something else. <laughs> I could. That shouldn't be the mentality. The the thing is, and I know some fans will probably sit there, and if you're listening, they'd let us know if we're, you know. If we're just thinking, oh, you know, we're so high on a high on a win and so low on a lo- uh, low on a loss, I mean, I feel like wins cover over, you know, a tiny bit of the main thing that's occurring in this club. And the thing is, we you know, tried to you know, you know, it was I was I was listening to from the Finney actually, and jo- Johnny from um, I'm, I'm sure his last name was, um, it was he was on the podcast and he mentioned. They believe in two to three years, the club's going. The club's going to end up going down because, and I completely agree with him. I agree because you've got you bring in these players on one two one year contracts. Sometimes with an option, we've got Brady on a one year contract. You know he's done all right. Championship clubs probably sniffing around him come February, and they know we've not probably offered him a contract until then. So hmm. there's so many things about. About the club and the way that it's run, that needs 
changing because we we are a club that is like run like we're still in the nineteen nineties, Jack, and it needs to change. It does need to change, and we are sounding like broken records. So it's probably best to move on to you know your Q and A part of the section, part part of the um, episode that's now becoming a weekly occurrence. But um, yeah, um. Can we please move on before I start, you know, going on another rant? Okay, well, I'll get my rant out of the way. Go on then. Obviously, we're starting to sound like broken records. There's no plan. Ridsdale and the owners are failing low. Low isn't entirely blameless. He is frustrating at times. And also the same players that we keep pointing out week in, week out are not performing. Okay, now what I will say is... um, my disillusion with this team is really coming. It was really stemmed from when I started studying sports journalism. I had, to, you know, we were encouraged to take more of a backseat to our teams on Twitter, and I chose, you know, to do that a little bit. But because I became on the book, because I was on the book by podcast, I started to take more of a front seat approach. And when I started to take more of a front seat approach, obviously I was getting more interactions with the Preston fans again. And the thing is. When I've inter- I've attracted good like interactions, good f- members of like you know the PNE community, and obviously the majority is incredible, absolutely incredible fan base on Twitter. But I have attracted some absolute idiots. Um, I won't name them because I don't want to give them the attention. But I've had so many fucking oh sorry I, I can't I need to I need to stay professional and I keep letting my language slip I'm sorry about that I apologize but I've had some absolute idiots message me interact with me just being absolute just for lack of a better word and as Ryan Lowe would say knobheads I mean with the whole the hot, I mean, for example, we had, you know, the whole fan, you know, Preston fans getting jumped at, you know, train stations in Blackpool and our own fans are complaining at our fans for reporting it, saying it's a derby match. You should expect this. No one, not everyone's, a, again, I said this on Twitter, not everyone goes to these matches, you know, to have a fight. Everyone, like majority of these people, go to matches to watch the football, support their team. They don't go to fight, and yet I'm seeing no offend fans on Twitter. And even then, yes, there is violence at derby matches, granted, but that doesn't mean everyone should suffer or be involved in that. And I think calling out fans and having a go at them for feeling unsafe at a football match and being attacked unprovokedly is so stupid. And that's kind of brought this disillusion back strong, like this strong disillusion back for me. I, so I so hope... would you say it's mainly the fans? Like some of the fans? Some of the fans, <laughs> I, you know, it's a, it's, a, it's a minority, but it's a, very it's small, a loud a very small, minority. Yeah, a very small minority. The thing, though, is, the thing is, these people that say all this, they follow me and give me abuse. So why are you following me for giving me abuse about my opinion? It's like, well, that's only just bringing well, the well, strong disillusion well, back. Then again, I I don't try and stoop down to their level. I just have a bit of banter back with them. And, you know, I try to give yeah, them but, banter back, but they don't, they're not, they don't like, they don't really like it when I respond. The, the, the main thing about the Bottle Pie podcast is it's, it's about opinions. Right, mm-hmm. everyone's entitled to their opinions, exactly. and no one should be sl- no one should be slandered for their opinion. You know, we we it's get um, yeah, we we know. get response we get responses to the podcast that say, oh, I, I believe you know this this and this, and you know, listeners listening, you know, you're obviously going to have different opinions from us, or you might have the same. I don't know. You know, out of all the things, that, uh, you know, we we've said, exactly. out of all the things we've said, though, you know. I don't, I don't think we you, you'd agree with everything probably you probably disagree with some parts that we said in this podcast but you know football's all about opinions and you know 
I'll I'll respect any person you know that g- gives their opinion who you know has a, has a love for PA and wants to you know give an opinion on Preston. So you know, you know, it, but besides the fans, Jack, is there anything? Is there anything else like you know look, looking at low, looking at the hierarchy that's making you a bit disillusioned from the club? I, I mean, I say the majority of it is the is the hierarchy. Okay, the, the knowing we're going nowhere, the fact that we are going to become a mid-table championship fodder. And then we're going to are be... We already? I mean, we are pretty much. But the, the, the knowing that we might even lose that status in a few years' time is making me feel a bit disillusioned. And... Yeah. Uh, there's not I much... I just can, feel, I just... There's not much more you can say because otherwise you'll end up repeating yourself. We 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 literally be a broken record. Yeah, right. So, but, major- but I would say the majority is the hierarchy and the yeah. lack of progression. But most, but the, the the growing minority of fans that are giving me a that are giving me abuse and giving other fans abuse for having a different mindset or a different opinion, you know. <laughs> For not wanting to go to a derby match and not get bat for, for not wanting to go to a derby match and get battered is making is is growing strongly and it, it sort of brought back this like idea like why am I why do I bother with this with this club and this fan base? But the thing is the the saving grace is that the majority of the Preston fans on Twitter that I interact with are amazing. You know, Preston North End fans are amazing full stop, but there are a very loud minority who want to put that down. That's yeah. all I got to say. Well, that's fair. That's fair. And you know, um, I hope uh, there's, you know, I mean, I mean, it's football, and you know, it does, it does get into, you know, um, I think after the game, I, I was absolutely furious, and no, exactly, yeah. I think I, I was absolutely yeah. furious. And the, the, there is a line, though, isn't there? There, there, there is, is a line, line that, yeah, there there is a line that shouldn't shouldn't be shouldn't be broken. But yeah, anyway, before we both start sounding like absolutely snapped in half records, um, we'll try and go on to a more cheery part of the episode. Which should we just call it Jack's Q and A session? <laughs> yeah, why not? Jack's okay, questions. Let... Questions, Jack's questions. Jack. questions with Jack. This one, okay, yep, okay, yeah, uh, this one actually comes from my dad, Uh, avid listener of the podcast, Keith PNE1 on Twitter says, If Low was to go, who is there that you guys think could come in and turn this squad into scoring goals and winning? He's not low out. I have spoken to him. He's not low out. He's very much in support of Low. He just said that if there was ever a point that he got sacked, what would happen? (laughs) <laughs> um, I don't know. Seriously, I I, I genuinely don't it, know. It, it, if Flo gets sacked, I, you know, for for me, that's who's that, Ridsdale's mate. It's who's Ridsdale's mate, pretty much for me. That's for for, for me. That will be one of the fan straws. If Flo gets sacked, for what? what I mean, unless we go on like a te- like a five game straight now where we lose every game. Then maybe I'd reconsider, but as of now, uh, I'd be I'd be absolutely disgraced if we sat low. Yeah, that's just my opinion. Uh, that would be the break. That we, would be the final straw for me. If if there's if there's anyone, yeah, maybe maybe a bit too much. He's been very heavily linked with West Brom. Um, Carlos Cobran. I'm a big fan of. Oh, I thought you yeah. was going to say Schumacher. <laughs> no, I'm not. No. <laughs> Imagine uh, if we go to back to Plymouth. Yeah. Yeah. For me, for me, um, Cobram is a fantastic manager at this level. Yeah. Um, look how we did with Huddersfield. You know, we got our move to Olympiacos. Didn't work out for him. He's now a free man, a free agent manager. Um, I think he will get the West Brom job though. Uh, but if if there was ever a time that you know Low did get the sack for whatever it's, reason, yeah. Um, first of all, I'd, it'd have to be undergrounds that we it 
it needs to be low and, and the problem after he's been backed in January. If he gets backed in January and it doesn't work out, fair enough. But if you don't get backed and it doesn't work out... I'd give him next summer, though, if I'm being honest. I'd, I'd back him in the summer as well. If he was, if he was to go and... You know, this would be by no no want of my own. I'd probably try and look for Carlos Cobran. But, I mean, I think that's a bit far-fetched. But at the moment, you know, anything can happen. Who what about be, you, Jack? My number one choice would obviously be I, him. I think be him. And I can't believe I'm about to say this. But I kind of like the idea of Steve Bruce. I don't know why. I feel like he would make us defensively solid, but I feel like Oof. he might just... I feel like he's someone to demand from a board. Oof. I don't I, know. Yeah. I, I don't answer that. But the thing <laughs> is, I'm saying this because there's a lack of options out there. If you want me to I say think, who I think we'll get... I think we'll get Roy Kane. I think he'll be one he of his mates. So probably before. Robbie Fowler or something like that. Or I think we'll go down this... I don't know, this route of a... Uh, hold on a second. There we go. Sorry, something just happened on my computer. Sorry. I think we'll just go. I think, nothing. Um, I think we'll just go. Maybe we'll just go down this route of just selecting a random League One manager who's young. And I think we might even look at Scott Brown for some reason. I don't know okay. why. I just feel like that's such a Preston Northam thing to do. To sack, to sack one. One young um, English oh, manager. So, so, it, sounds, it sounds familiar, doesn't it? Alex Neal. But the thing is, Scott Brown isn't doing that well with Fleetwood. That's the thing. The, the main thing is, don't sack low until you've backed him. Don't sack low until we've backed him properly. Properly. Give him January in the summer. That's my. That's like what I would do. But the thing is, who would I want is either Carlos Corberan or... What's his name again? I don't want Steve Bruce. Thinking about it, I don't want Steve Bruce. Oh, you backtracked. <laughs> No, because even I'm thinking about it, I'm thinking, what will he actually offer us for for the attacking side? I think he'd be a defensively solid coach. But, but so is Lowe. But that's not his bag. His bag is attacking. Yeah, and he's made us defensively solid. I'm not sure if that's him or Matt Marsh, but I think Corbin's probably the I think Corbin's the main shout. Yeah. Right. right Cheers, Keith. Cheers, Keith. Get it back up. Oh, also, while you're doing this, I'll notify uh, listeners if you are wanting to become a part of Jack's question segment for next episode. Um, Jack's Twitter is at JTuckerX, and he'll put a tweet out after every match, um, requesting questions for his little <laughs> segment called Jack's Questions. And uh, you might need to make a graphics there, That's yeah. Jack's Questions. Um, but yeah, drop him a message on there if you have any. Um, and again, we ask the questions every week. Yeah, but we're but doing it, it after games when the hashtag is more active. Yeah, we'll, we'll do that. So um, I'll, I'll, re- I'll retweet it on the Butterfly Podcast um, Twitter, so you'll you'll see it if you follow the Butterfly Podcast. But also follow Jack as well, so um, you can obviously message in like Keith just did. But yeah, yeah. Be like Keith. Be like my dad. Be like Keith. Uh, have you got the tweet back up now? Yep. Um, keeping it in the family. This one's from my brother, Kai. Oh, um, at Kai <laughs> underscore took it. Trust me, I didn't ask him to do this. They did this on their own accord. Okay. Um, how close do you reckon we are to a full protest against the board? I think we are kind of close. Kind of not the one to decide I, I, um... that. I am not the one to decide that. Yeah. Obviously, uh, attempts have been made, but Peter Risdell has defused them. But I think we are close, in a way. I think I think we're close. I think we are close. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I think I think you know. It might not happen like of, this month for, or next month. It could happen a few months down the line when if Ryan Lowe doesn't get backed. I feel I feel like there's the lines there, and it's close to being frost. For me, um, yeah, I'm unsure what 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 will happen, but you know, I think one of the final straws will be January, and there needs to January. be something, you know, 
if nothing happens, then, then something needs to happen. Well, that's just me. But um, yeah, he's, he's also Do asked. You... He's also asked. Do you reckon Northend could pay for my therapy? I mean, they won't uh, even no. sign Liam Lindsay down. They won't even tie Liam Lindsay down to a new contract. I don't think that's happening, mate. Sorry. No. No. Cheers, Kai. Though. This one's for yeah. Cheers, Kai. Uh, Dominic Campbell at Domus Money, who obviously gave us a question last week. A very good one that was. And he says, thoughts on Ben Woodburn's performance. Thought he did all right in an otherwise dismal day, but wanted to see what others saw in it. Yeah, I, I was impressed. He, I was impressed. Probably his best game in an offense shirt. I think it is his best game in an offense shirt. I thought he um, linked up with Reese very well. He was Reese wasn't as isolated this time, and I thought he really did give us that link between the midfield and the attack, and really did bring others into it. Um, I was very impressed with Ben Woodburn, Ollie. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, I thought that was, as you say, Ben Woodburn's, one of Ben Woodburn's best performances in the PNE shirt. Um, for me, uh, I, I reckon he's, he, he values a start, uh, another start. And yeah, yeah he's, he's done well for himself. Um, I thought taking him off was probably the wrong decision at the time. Yeah, yeah, I thought, I thought he did well in otherwise a dismal day, you know, created chances, worked well with Reese. Just feel like there needs to be a bit more, you know, someone else there alongside, you know, Reese and will burn to, you know, help gel it all together, if you know what I mean. Yeah, um, and then, uh, yes, I, I, I think he warrants a start. Who have we got this weekend? See, it's at the point where is it Middlesbrough? Yeah, they've just hired a oh, new manager bounce. There's a new manager bounce. Oh, wonderful! Just what you want to see. I'll be there though. I'll be there anyway. Um, will I be there? Actually, I don't think I will be. Oh, nice. I'll have yeah, to bro. see what my schedule is like because I am currently doing some work with someone. Okay. I will not. No, but um, yeah. Uh, I you thought, can I thought follow my Twitter well. to find out. I thought you did very well, though. Cheers. Yeah, but yeah, cheers, Dom, for that. Um, uh, obviously, keep the questions coming, Dom. Your your questions are very much valued. <laughs> and somebody said at at the Gentry PNE asks, "What's the point?" Not even a question mark. Just read that. But um, you you know what? Uh, I, th- I think that's a very very good question to ask, and it's not one that I can answer. It's a, it's a deep question. We also it's, a deep, it's, 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 it's not it's not one I can answer because you know I I'd, I'd question it back. What is the point? You know, why do we do it to ourselves? There's so many questions that can come from it. So, um, I don't know. To be frank to you, I don't know what is the point. You know, the club needs the, to the, 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 the club the club needs to have a meaning. The club needs to have a plan. There needs to be something set in stone for us fans to understand where we are as a club and what we can look forward to in the future. But, you know, I I, I don't know. I, 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 I couldn't tell you, Jack. Thank you for that. Uh, uh, what was the name? The Gentry, yeah. At Riz... Riz uh, wait, no, their name on Twitter is hashtag Riz to fail out. Oh, Riz to fail. Okay. And thank you at Gentry Peony for that one. Um, Alistair Wood says, it's not even a question, this is a statement. I mean, I've got no to contribute other than we have 40 beers left between me and my mates, and I'm demolishing all of them after that dismal display. Thank God I live abroad and my mates have never heard of us, otherwise they'd also want to shoot themselves. Fair. I did Fair. ask for a PG. I, 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 did, I, I, I did say keep it PG. But... Yeah, yeah. I, I hope you enjoyed the beers. You hope you enjoyed them beers. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed the beers. Nice one. Uh, that's it then. Nah, there's no more questions. We need to catch. We need a catchy song, don't we? We need a catchy tune for Jack's questions. Oh God, don't bring. Don't need bring, need don't a little jingle, into, don't we? Don't bring jingles into this. No. The highest rated players in the championship on who scored? Oliver Norwood, seven point six one. Okay, I'll I'll skip all them. Jordan Story, seventh with seven point two three. He had a good season, Jack. That's why. John Story's been one of the highlights of a a, season. And you know what? Some fans may... may, Yeah, it's a positive note. And, you know, 
probably another positive note is how poor this, the league is this year. Because how we are, you know, like, was tenth. it three points off playoffs? A tenth as well. Yeah. I. It's It shows how poor the league's been this year. And, um, yeah, uh, I just hope we can change some things around and there is a plan because otherwise we'll be broken records next episode. But without further ado, should we get on to predictions? Yeah. You know what? Um, we're not going to have a episode after the Middlesbrough game. We're going to do it after the Swansea game because it's on Tuesday. So, yeah. So okay. we'll do both. Two home games at Deepdale. Borough at home. And then Swansea at home, is it? And then Swansea at home. Bloody hell. Go on, go on Jack. Give, give us your uh, give us your predictions for Borough at home first. 2-2. Two, 2-2. Two. Two, two. Okay. Okay. And then Swansea, please. They're in very good form at the minute, Swansea. Yeah. We'd lose 1-0. Okay. Um, no, actually, you know what? I'll go 1-0 win. I'll be optimistic. Why not? Okay. Okay, that's fair. Um, we did very well against Borough last season um, at home. Reese was fantastic. I, I can oh, see a 2-1... I can see a 2-1 North End um, in my head. Uh, but my heart just says a 1-1. For me, um, they're going into Swansea match. You know, as you said, they've done very well. Um, past, and they're very, very possession-based. So, Ranlow's going to have to change his style there because Swansea are going to demand more of the ball and they're going to bring, you know, build it up and do what's for. So, we are going to have to pick him off. So, if we get it right, I can see a 1-0 win. Um but they are in good form, so I am going to say 1-0 Swansea. So, 1-1 one, one and a 1-0 loss. As positive as ever, Jack, eh? Okay. So, yeah. uh, if I'm not, though, we're finished, aren't we? We are finished. We're, well, thank you. Thank you, you know. Thank you for coming on, Jack. And, uh, My pleasure. Thank you once again, listeners, for listening to the Bottle Pie Podcast, episode 12 now it is I think of this season so carrying on weekly uh, unfortunately sometimes but um, yeah as I said follow us on all our socials at the Butterfly Pod on Twitter make sure you follow Jack J Tucker X on Twitter to um, join in for Jack's segment and yeah hopefully our predictions are wrong for the next two games up and coming and yeah I just hope that we Get some get some feeling back because I'm starting to feel a bit bit disillusioned, as you say. Um, I think that's the right word to use. But yeah, thanks, listeners, once again for listening, and we will see you. It will be next Thursday. The next Thursday. Yeah. Next Thursday. Cheers, guys. Cheers.